Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Great to be with you, in fact. Appreciate you joining us as well. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house. And on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. If you're driving about, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Are you starting to panic? Did you already do it? You know, I think I'm getting old because uh, I don't think I know that. I think, uh, Tom, this is the most I've thought about getting out in front of something like that uh, early in a long time. Now, I didn't do it. But I thought about it. <laughs> that's that's a big step, though. It's a big step. It's awareness. Like two months ago, I saw something and thought I should get that for Bryce for Christmas. Two months ago. Was it a keychain? Normally, the thing that I go, hey, look, I should get that for Bryce for Christmas occurs on December 21st. As I'm racing about thinking, that looks adequate. And, you know, that's not good. Luckily, his mother is much more considerate and... I come home and say, hey, I saw this thing that we should get Bryce for Christmas. Well, I already bought him 18 things. Oh, good for you. Good job, Mom. I'll take credit there, too. Just put Santa on it. (laughs) That could be from everybody. You remember how mad I got when they were really young? And, like, I would go out and get the big present, and she's like, we're going to put that from Santa. F Santa. Yeah. Dad bought this. That's right. Santa brings his own stuff. Yeah. Santa brings nonsense board games. Dad brought a PlayStation. Yeah, Santa. Santa's shaky. Another way that I know I'm starting to get older, and you've been here. You've mm, been where I am before. I've traversed those grounds. By definition, you know there are stages. It's mm-hmm. like I always love the majors in golf, but now I'm starting to watch Golf Channel on a Tuesday night just because. Yeah, buddy. Right? Come on, come on, this train, buddy. I will watch some Golf Channel on a random Wednesday in the yeah. off season. The old uh, <laughs> random tune into Weather Scan, which I miss Channel 17 so much. It's just the 24-hour weather channel, not the reports. It's just the music, and they show you the radar. <laughs> the next one is for these either Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or holiday deals mm-hmm. with the restaurants who do, hey, get $100 in gift cards. You, give you, 25. you go stock up, do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you old ass. I'm like, here we go. These are great savings. I'm going to spend money there anyway. Why don't I just take the free $75? Goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, it's smart, but yeah. I just where your head's at. I'm self aware enough to know, oh dear God. You know, one of the good things that happens with uh, getting older, though, is what we talked about last hour. Like, and, and next week it'll be somebody else, probably, maybe Georgia fans or, or Alabama fans. But getting irate with commentators on television, like, you, you got to get past it, you got to stop doing it. You got it doesn't it they're that's what they want. And I'm not saying it's like this conspiracy. I'm saying it is a for profit, a show made for with advertising dollars. Yeah, it's not conspiracy, it's capitalism. It, it's, yeah. That's what yeah. it is. So you gotta know that. 
Also, we tend to forget. That like, Jerry Springer just <laughs> makes me so mad. Why does he let them fight? Well, he's holding up a mirror to the dumbassery of America. But what I would what I would tell you is, by the way, that like we forget. I noticed this too. How quick we we forget when Talking Head One said this thing that was absolutely erroneous, just just not true, and a poor categorization of this product, this team, this university, its fans, whatever. So long as the following week he says the thing you wanted him to say. So, like, the next week he's like, well, no, the, the more I look at this, the more I really realize Florida State is the greatest university of all time. And I, Now, I know in the past, and then if you look at the timeline, it takes a man to do that. I think he really has turned the corner. That's a hell of a man right there. And the next week if he goes – you know, I know what I said, but uh, in all truth, I just can't I can't get there. I'm going to have to vote so-and-so in. You're like, Ugh. I always knew he was full of it. Even last week when he seemed so sincere, deep down, I knew he was just trying to curry favor. <laughs> so that's, I, I sit back now and watch all of that and laugh. Eddie Guerrero had reformed, <laughs> and I believed in him. But you know what? I knew he'd go grab that steel chair when the referee was knocked so- out. That is a foreign object in his hand. If you look at the replay, look at the replay. Look at him reaching his trunks. He's always been a backstabber. That's right. He never stopped being a heel. I knew it. I knew it all along. The the best one on the boards right now on Warchant.com is Reese Davis. Reese Davis. So in the preseason, Reese is, Reese is nondescript. Like, I don't think anything about him. Like, I think of him as uh, Casey Kasem. There is something, and that's why he doesn't do picks anymore. I think he used to do picks on, on Saturdays before the games, but he, they just skip right by him now. They do? Yeah, he doesn't do any picks. Hmm. But in the preseason, he was extolling the virtues of what Florida State was going to be, and everybody loved him for this. So he's ahead of the curve. He's ahead of the curve. Reese gets Reese, it. These other he national knows what heads. time it is. It's not far off, but basically there's a thread right now that says Reese is a D-bag <laughs> with whatever take he has. I got to give whoever the originated weeks. the post uh, an A for title there. That is, you know what? I'm tired of this. Reese is a douchebag. Watch this. And then some, yeah, I'm sure is the equivalent of what was stated underneath got that 47 post. 47 likes. <laughs> <laughs> but if Reese comes out, in the final ratings, and says, you know, the truth of the matter is, there's just no way to deny Florida State. Look at this team in this heart. How could you not want that in the college football playoff? People would be like, we had it wrong on Reese. He showed his true heart at the start of the season. We should have known. ESPN got to him and made him say those things, but deep down, he couldn't abide. He showed courage himself this weekend <laughs> when he spoke from his heart. Yeah. Because now he's telling the truth. Yeah. Well, he's exposed the rest of the network. <laughs> Desmond. <laughs> well, in fairness, some guys get better and better and better, and then others don't, and Desmond's on the path to not. Like, what happened? He was doing – he started terrible. Like, yep. at, at the beginning of his career, you're like, ooh, this this is a toughie. And then, all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, you're like, all right, Desmond, way to put in the work, baby. And now I'm like, oh, no. 
Now, no, what's happened? Well, he believes in the Amway cult that is Jim Harbaugh's administration, mm. which is, it's <laughs> creepy. Well, in fairness to him, I, I guess he won a Heisman there. He he, he bleeds it, yeah. But that doesn't it's mean tough. that you have to like bloodlet before Harbaugh in order to get into the the coaches' rooms. There it's Texas A and M level stuff. Yeah, it's it's up there. He basically is challenging Pete Thamel to a fight yeah, this last previous week, weekend. Where are you? Be a man. Come out here and make big, your pigs. Put yeah. your big boy pants yeah, on and get yeah. around this crowd. Like, oh, Thamel's the reason that yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. That's a great place to put the blame. Well, it was just weird. It was, it was weird. It's uh, it's a little bit more than passive aggressive. Which means that in the meetings, <laughs> when Pete's not in the room, he's like, you know, Pete ruined our season. Yeah. Now we're not talking about the wins because of Pete. And uh, Interesting. What a dynamic that is. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the... Uh, off-site, off-camera conversations. Sure, like, okay, guys, I'm going to the mountains. I'll see you in a few days. Yeah, and he's on everybody's hate list now, uh, and he's taking turns. If you have a long enough career, you will take turns. There's no doubt about that. Uh, even even amongst those that love you, there's the there's the cold shoulder. Well, because he said something he didn't believe the last no, couple of weeks, be- that we wouldn't get in, that we wouldn't get in if we're undefeated. Come see, on, now, I, I, I will confess to you, and so this make I have to make sure I'm being honest here. I did not see that. I I you said he said it, so he said it. But he he said we will not. Florida State will not get in if they go undefeated. What, what he's saying is perhaps he didn't say it that verbatim. So I'll be careful here. All right. But basically, that uh, Alabama belongs in it with one loss over right. Florida State. So he's going to make Texas belongs right. in. Okay. So he's going to make an argument that I can make. I I don't make it. But you can too. It's the same conversation we had earlier in in the show. Are there teams that I think are there more than four teams that I think are better than Florida State right now? And it, and the answer is yes, I do. Are there more deserving teams than Florida State? No. No. Florida State won the games they won. They're in. They're in. If they go undefeated in Power Five conference with two wins over SEC teams, a road win against Clemson, a road I mean, forget about it. It's over. You're in. And I would not set that precedent of allowing somebody to not, you know, to get jumped yeah. as an undefeated Power Five conference champion with the schedule that Florida State had, which is not nothing. That schedule's good. Is it the be all end all? No. Is it good? Yes. I would not have somebody jump them. Can you make a legitimate argument that there are four teams better than Florida State? You can. Yes, I think you can. You can make the argument. I wouldn't. You concede. don't have to agree with it. I'm no, saying but it's not crazy. No, it's not. I'm just saying I wouldn't concede that there are four. And so, therefore, because we don't know, right, I'm we going do- on the merit. Well, that's correct yeah. because we don't know. And I will concede that even if I argued for four other teams to be, quote unquote, better than Florida State, I don't know that to be true. We're not dealing with like, we don't have like schedules. You know, this is, that's the hard part. Again, it's a flimsy-ass way to decide your national champion. You've, th- this has always been a problem with college football. It drives me nuts it's some years more than others, especially when it adversely affects, affects Florida State. It's just not going to adversely affect Florida State this year, and that's why you get over the talking points of people yeah. that, you know, and piss you off is that it's not going to matter. If Florida State's undefeated, they're in. They're in. End of story. Who, who's who, no, just, uh, who's hopping I'm, him? No, nobody is. I'm not trying to argue the other side. What I'm trying to equate right now in my brain is, given the circumstances of this weekend, I've said for a while I feel better about this matchup than I did Florida because you're going against a statuesque quarterback, which is better for the way our defense is constructed. At the same time, it is hard to ignore 
how banged up we are on offense. Oh, and, I hate, I hate a how lot banged of the up discussion. Yes, and, and even last night when I'm doing the reaction show, I hear myself. There is an assumption in the talk that when we win on Saturday, we're in. And if we, if that happens, if we win on Saturday, yes, a hundred percent, we're in the college football playoff field. Yeah, this is not a gimme. This game is not a gimme. Oh, so first of all, that's the other aspect. This is always nuanced. It's not as black and white as we would like it to be, as we want it to be. Everybody wants all issues to be that, but they're not. There's nuance to these, and it's what leads to argument. So the reality of Florida State's situation, so if Florida State were completely healthy, I surely would not be making the argument there are four teams better than Florida State. Oh, God, no. God, no. I am factoring in those realities. Your starting right tackle and your starting left tackle are out. Your starting center is vital to the operation, has been ravaged by energy, uh, injury. I don't know why I do that every time I try to say that. And, cannot, and, and you know, we don't even know if he's going to get through games. He does because he's tough as nails, but he's a shell of himself. Your starting quarterback, who is a Heisman candidate and is the ultimate difference maker in a close game, is out for the year. I can stop there, but there's more. There's more. That matters. Now, it doesn't matter in terms of this being – uh, and Win assess, and you're in. right, yeah. right. That doesn't matter, right? It does if we're having a different conversation about who I think are the four best teams right now. Well, and likelihood of victory on Saturday as well. Uh, yeah, well, without it's, question, it's it does. What, I mean, you know, that that stands to reason. It's obvious, but we all look at Jordan and we say, well, without Jordan, can they win? It's like, well, the more you watch. Can and, they win? Yes, they yeah, can win. You just you see Absolutely. so many teams that have been far luckier with the injury um, part of the equation on offense that looks so explosive on offense, and we look beleaguered on offense. Yeah, we're getting by, man. We're yeah. just getting by. And I we're love patching that about it us. together because we're tough. I love that toughness about us. I but do too. If you watch our defense rally to the ball, Jerry on Jones making a play in space, Jared Verse getting off the line of scrimmage. In the fourth quarter, Patrick Payton, Braden Fisk, all oh, of them. We can keep going. Yes, we are flying to the football on well, offense. It Trey Trey can get it going. Beyond that, there aren't a whole lot of guys that if if it's one cut, they're gone. Like, we're just we are even Keon last week, right? So you don't. I mean, Johnny played well. We are dragging each other through the muck on offense to find a way, and it's so admirable. And it is you're trying to cross the finish line. You're just trying to cross the we're finish this line, close. and you know you you feel like, and that's what I mean, and that's what by the way those that are critical of this team. Being in, in my mind, I think that a big part of the criticism, it has far less to do with this sort of, oh, I have an inherent disdain for Florida State. I'm sure there's some of that. But I think more of that is that if if you are truly objective, if you don't, or it's objective as a human can be, none of us are. But it, let's say you just in earnest are saying to, you, to yourself, well, I love college football and I watch, I watch the Pac-12, I watch the Big Ten, I watch the Big 12, I watch the ACC and the SEC, and you know what? When I can, I watch Maction, I watch Group of Five across the board, I'm always watching. Which, by the way, a lot of people in this audience are that. I'm that. You're that. I, try, I watch games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Hell yeah. What the hell else am I going to do? It's awesome. I love college football, so I'm watching. If you're doing that and you watch a team drag an ass across the finish line, and are a shell of what they were six, seven weeks ago, then you realize, like, okay, they'll probably push back on that. It doesn't mean that you should be supplanted. It doesn't. Because the wins have to count for something. The games have to matter. And Florida State's won every one of them. So you can objectively say, like, I don't think they're one of the four best teams right now. You can say that, and you could disagree with it, and that's fine, and we all could. But you can say it, and it doesn't make you crazy. 
But it doesn't really matter because Florida State's in if they win. Well, and we were also done some favors last week because Washington has no excuse. Yeah, to be to walk it off with a kick in the apple cup. Right, they have no excuse for right. that. But it's not, Alabama's too- got no excuse for fourth and thirty-one. But I think if Alabama wins that game by seventeen and it's a laugher in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, they're eighth right now in the polls. I'd be very interested to see where they were, where they would be, if that win over Auburn was as resounding as you know Texas was last week, or New Mexico State's win over Auburn. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. I, but we were done some favors, I think, at that point because you don't have a leg to stand on to talk about. Florida State's victory over right, Florida because they all without watched. bringing those yes, other games correct. into the picture. You correct. can't do it. Can't right. be done. Which right. is, and if those other games well, went well, in the, blow, is, the way of a blowout, perhaps we'd be in a little bit more danger. But I'm thankful that they didn't go. That yeah, way. perhaps. But I think what we do know now, though, is you you watch this. Like I think if you're a let's say you're a you're a massive Pac-12 fan and you believe that, and especially you're going to be desperate this year because it's the last year of the Pac-12, and it sucks for them that this is by far and away the best Pac-12 season I can remember in a long, long time. I mean, it's been eons since you would readily admit that there are five really good Pac-12 teams. I mean, most of the time you'd be like, eh, give me one, maybe two, maybe two, you know? And yeah. better still, USC's not one of them. Right, right. Now, they went now, seven and five. Yeah, seven and five. Now, you would say this about USC. Their offense is awesome pretty much every week. They are North Carolina. That's the Spider-Man this year. Mac Brown and Lincoln Well, Island in a weird way, they're, well, I would say USC and LSU are the same. In a lot Ooh, of ways. Disrespect to LSU. Well, sorry. LSU's defense has been butt. But and their U- offense USC, has been electrifying. USC's both cheeks. Okay. It might be one cheek. Just, you might give very, them one cheek for very LSU. Very similar teams. I think Oregon is elite. I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12, and I think they're going to avenge their loss to Washington. And I think they'll do so pretty convincingly. And if you're a Pac-12 supporter, you just have to hope, okay, like, we don't need anything crazy. We just got to win this game and win it going away. We're good to go. Don't choke it away again, well, Dan. Don't I mean, do it. good Lord. Yeah, well, then yeah, there's no leg to stand Then there's there. a thing. Then that's a thing <laughs> that you have to talk about. Yeah. Don't you do it. Yeah, if anything, watching the Big Ten has kind of taken me aback. I don't think Penn State's good. Exactly. I don't. I don't think they're and good. And that is a foundational team yeah, to argue I, on the behalf I don't of Michigan think, and Ohio State. I don't think they're good. I think if Penn State played Texas, they'd lose. I think if Penn State played Oregon, they'd lose. I think if Penn State played Georgia or Alabama, they'd lose. If they I played if us State, with Tate Rodemaker, I think we win that football maybe, game. Maybe. We would have a hard time scoring. Their kid can't complete a pass. He sucks, too. It would be a close game. But I, we can keep going. And, and give us Jordan, and uh, yes, we're winning that game. There's still yes. an open question on Tate. That kid definitely sucks. Well, he has this year. Hour has not been good. Woof. <laughs> well, and I, I just rattled off a bunch of teams they'd lose to. They did lose to Ohio State yeah. and Michigan, so mm-hmm. you've got those two to add to the pile. And I think we'd probably throw six, seven more on there. And that can't be used as this foundational win. That bothers me to no end. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So Michigan mm-hmm. has a good win this year. It's the win against Ohio State. And we're not sure how good of a win right. it is. Because- it's just a pretty good win based on what we know their caliber of player to be at Ohio State, right? right. Okay. Right. So we know they're good. How good is debatable based on the lack of competition on their schedule? Correct. Yeah. I don't know how great uh, that conference stinks. Iowa won the West easily. Come on, man. They're like, are they three touchdown underdogs in a championship game? Good Christ. That's what are we doing? Take the points. <laughs> 17 to 6. Here we go. 
It's a blowout loss in Iowa fashion, but 17 No, what was the score? when Michigan just did this to Iowa. It wasn't close. I think that was Penn State's biggest claim to fame. Didn't they Didn't they destroy Iowa? It was 31 nothing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not a lot going on on that side of the ledger. No. No. They, are they eliminating divisions next year? They better be. It's uh, – yeah, I think I think the Pac-12 is good. I think uh, you know, the, the short of that, I mean, this is the best season they've had in a long time, and I think Oregon's a legitimately very, very good team. Apropos, of not much, but isn't it funny how we were worried about Louisville in the preseason because their ACC schedule was so easy, and it ended up being right? It's just that we stayed ahead of the curve. Yeah, and I think I think the other re- I think long term, if we're stuck in this conference, and I hope that we're not, but if we're stuck in this conference long term, I I think it's a three team race. I think it's Florida State, I think it's Clemson, and I think it's Louisville. I mean, you can't trust North Carolina and Miami. You you can't trust that those two teams are going to matter. I mean, yeah. hell, Mac Brown has arguably the best quarterback coming out in the draft. Let's say he's the second best behind Caleb Williams. Fine. So you have the second best quarterback in the in the country, and this is the season you put up. All I saw was the final score last weekend. I'm assuming they quit. Well, I took NC State, so yeah. I mean that was, I, it I seemed mean, like an easy pick to me. Is that like NC State's output for the month previous before <laughs> it's, that game? It's, it's nuts. Did they quit? I'm. I'm. It's interesting. Um, I wonder how many games, how many teams, and the last I'll throw this out there. I am, I'm curious about this because this will piss, this will add to our, our fan base's anger. Objectively, Florida State is a what point underdog against Oregon? With Tate? Well, as we're currently As we're currently, oh, yeah, 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 I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, I think it's through 10, one way or the other. Do you, think half, it's, do you think it's right there? You think it's that high? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Georgia is a what favorite over Florida State? 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Well, I might go. I think there's respect for our defense uh, in the desert. I think that's where we would keep the lines. I may put that at two touchdowns, but okay. Yeah, I'd understand if you did. I just, I think the defensive performance, you can, I know you're going back three months, but you go back to the Jaden Daniels thing. All I mean, right. That, that's enough for me if I'm in the desert to take a look at it. All right. Take a look at Michigan. Oh, look. under a touchdown. Two and a half. That's your opinion. Vegas is going to make that more than seven. Uh, if they do. I'm just telling you now they would. I can't wait till Sunday when the matchup is final. Let's roll. Let's because Vegas is going to say that Florida State can't score against Michigan with Tate Rodemick. They may not be wrong. But I I, it's not like Ohio State's offense is I'm just, uh, letting something you, to write I'm just home telling you that's what Vegas is going to do. That's um, fine. Right. What is. What is uh, I'll be happy to take on <laughs> Vegas. All right. One on one. All right. I'll give you one. How many point favorites is Texas over Florida State right now? Because they are. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's under a touchdown. But it's six. Their defense is suspect, even with our backup quarterback I'm situation. I'm saying it's probably six. Eight it's up. five and a half, six. Could be, yeah. I'm trying to think of the rest of the teams that I care about. I, um... No, nah, it seems about right. I can't think of anybody else I want to throw in there. Maybe Washington. It's more than just Tate, too. It's the entire. I think Washington, of the Florida State, might be a pick'em. Florida State, Washington. Yeah, it might be a pick'em. That's probably a pick'em. Yeah, that's an. E- Oddly enough, you'll you know you'll fall out of your chair. I'd probably have Washington. One, two, two. Point, yeah, two inside of three, of course. I I have that as a pick'em. 
So that's like, okay, I'm just making the point that you can go Texas, Michigan, Georgia, uh, Oregon, Washington. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, this is what the desert thinks because, again, this is under a, a field goal this weekend? Two right? and a half, yeah. Yeah, for Louisville. So, sure, yeah, yeah. sure, that's logical. Going to need Tate to play as well as I think he can. I don't know that he will. But if he does, that would be that. That's your hope right there. Let's go. There's, and you got weeks to get healthy. Yeah, I think there's also something too. You didn't have to do anything crazy last week. They're going to need to turn them loose a little bit more this. They got to play. You yeah. got to play. Yeah, you got to open it up. Yeah, you got to you got to play a little bit. Jeff Cambridge on ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Quick, I'll let the music die down so everybody can hear me. Uh, Jeff Cameron Show Holiday Boeing Tournament. That is set Monday, December the 11th, 2023. Yes, sir. Here we go. 7 o'clock, District 850, and it will benefit as it always does. The kids of the Guardian Ad Litem. Um, this is uh, a way to help children who wouldn't otherwise have much of a Christmas at all. This community has shown an outpouring of affection and kindness and offered up uh, financial assistance whenever they've been asked. And I'm forever grateful because of it. And I know the folks at the Guardian Adelitem are as well. They tell me all the time, in season and out of season. This year will be no different, so here's the deal. If you want to get registered, do so. Radio at Warchant.com. 
Email your team of four. Okay, team of four. No singles, please. Right? No, no, I got it. Oh, I mean, we don't. Yeah, yeah we we don't I'm have. I'm not it. trying to disrespect. It's no. just yeah. You're just peeing on the singles. Peeing on them. Radio at warchant.com. So come on, teams of four. Let's ride. Let's do this thing on the 11th of December, 7 o'clock. Let's have some fun. Let's collect gift cards, toys, and the like for children of the Guardian Adelitum. Oh, by the way, if you're interested in being a volunteer, they need more men, more male role models for these young men. Uh, are are needed right now at the Guardian Ad Litem. And you can certainly l- talk to me about that if you'd like. You can send me an email. You can reach out to us, or you can just find them in the uh, in the yellow pages, as they used to say, Tom. Nobody's looking at the yellow pages these days. That always cracked me up when I first got here that uh, Bobby Bowden was in the yellow pages. Was he really? Yeah. Just give him a call. That's <laughs> before the yellow pages split into the white pages for residential? And then it got all weird, right? Um. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Look, I'm old enough to remember the days of the yellow pages. Going. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Where is so and so's number? The student directory in middle school when you invited people over for your birthday, mm. and you start calling the girls. Oh man, seven two seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Please don't let a parent pick up. Nervous. Stutter, stutter effing your way through it when the dad answered. Uh, 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 is uh, hi, hi, Mr. Hi. Smith. Oh, it's just uh, this is Tom. <laughs> was, you're not one of her girlfriends. And he's making a With, joke. He's and making a joke it's a the dad voice. joke, and you're nervous. You're like, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, just is is Lisa there? <laughs> like, can I not talk to you? I'd like to talk to Lisa. And then you could hear her coming to the phone and you got nervous. I hear her rustling around in the background. <laughs> and when he says, who's on the phone, you're like, please don't say you're busy. Take yeah. It, take yeah. the call. Oh, that's a toughie. Tell him I'll call him back. Oh. That hurts. Never going to hear from Lisa. It's a toughie. Then the phone rings an hour and a half later while you're staring at your radio. Because that's what we did, guys, back in the day. There was nothing else to do. Staring at your radio, waiting for that song to be played from 8 to 9 p.m. as they did the countdown. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure this week it's definitely going to, the cars are going to be number one this week. That's what I think is going to happen. And then you waited, then the phone rang, and there was, you had no idea who it was, but you hoped and prayed it was Lisa actually calling you back. I got it! <laughs> the desperate scream. And in my house... We lived in a two-story house. Downstairs, that phone. There was the phone in the den for my stepfather, who was an attorney, and that you could you didn't mess with that phone. And there was the phone in my parents' room. There was one phone in the upstairs. We called it the computer room because we had a Commodore 64. And the thought was, I got to get to that phone before my brother f's this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he would. He couldn't wait to screw it up if it wasn't for him. I didn't have that situation, but my mom could do plenty fine by herself. Got to beat mom to the punch. Oh, hi. How are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a uh, no, 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 no. We don't and need you all won't that. Be. We don't need all that. And you won't be. No. Hey, I got it. Just hand me the phone. Thank you. Hey, that's just that's just my mom. Sorry. <laughs> She's a talker. All that yapping. So how you been? 
dismissing your mother, <laughs> trying to be cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in the other room. Don't, I, I got to Stretch the cord. The saddest and most ridiculous thing I would do to kill time, like you staring at the radio for number eight staring on the countdown. Staring at the radio. I would stare at the computer screen on America Online 2.0. Yes, because they would have the pitch by pitch from a baseball Ooh, game. Oh, goodness gracious. And quite literally, it was just yeah. a count. Mm-hmm. So you had the line score. Ball one. And it would be one and oh. Mm. Then one and one. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even tell you if it was. No. They would just no change swing, the number. No swing, nothing, just one and one. I would stare at that. Yeah. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. Two and one. Three and one, Dad. Right. We, we may earn a walk. Who knows? Let's stare at the screen. Oh, strike two. Don't know if that was swinging. Don't know if that was a good call. And you don't know if they fouled off five pitches. Yeah. It'll just be three and two for five minutes. Was that you know a change? Fastball? Did he spoil a really good pitch? One will never know. You got to stretch your legs, Thomas. <laughs> you got to get out of that chair. Yeah, it's it's. Sometimes uh, you think back. My kids ask this all the time. They'll be like. Well, what did what did you do? Like sometimes you did nothing. You were alone with your thoughts. You had to figure it out. You and the universe and your place in it. Sometimes you just take a tennis ball, lay flat on the ground, and, and just throw kinda, it to the ceiling and catch it for yeah, hours. Try and make sure that it was perfectly perpendicular to the ground. I would walk all the way down to the end of the street where I lived off of Pinellas Point Drive in the Pink Streets, and go and there was this busted up rock from where they were going to build this house but it was right on the water and then i'd walk up there and i'd look off in the distance and i'd see the sunshine skyway and i would stare at it (laughs) that's the that's the skyway bridge that's it there it is look at it all of its glory (laughs) off in the distance there that's the that's the skyway Mom, do we have any old bread? <laughs> we had a we had a pond oh, near the yeah, house. Yeah, We're yeah. gonna go feed the fish and the and the frogs. So that's why, out. by the way, when you and this is what's funny about the difference between kids now and when I was a kid is that when you turned sixteen, it was the greatest day of your life because that marked freedom. You could get in the car and go be bored somewhere other than your house or neighborhood, or as far as your bike could go. Like you could go much further beyond those boundaries. You could then take it to be bored in the mall. You could go be bored somewhere else with your friends. Collected, bored here, which usually led to problems. But, yeah, that's. My mom was at Countryside Mall. She was the head of the customer service department for the mall itself, like information desk, all that stuff. And she said, you're never going to be one of those mall people. That's all I deal with are the mall people. Yeah. No, I I was laughing the other day because I was mad at my kids because they don't go outside. And I said, and, and, and this is true. I know it's different, and I know every generation has something they're hung up on, and so I try not to be that dad, but I did the thing where I, I said, look, man, when I was your age, I got on a bike, if it was the summertime, let's say, as soon as I woke up, and I would ride quite literally 12 to 15 miles to see my buddy Andy Khalil that lived in a neighborhood that required me to cross 16 lanes of very busy traffic. And then hope not to get robbed as I took a cut through in this one neighborhood and then cut back over because it saved me time. But it was a little dangerous. And then I'd come around this hill, and I knew that this was the hill. This was the hill where you got to get up the speed because once you get to the top, you're going to haul ass down the bottom. Dangerous. No helmet. We weren't wearing helmets. 
no helmets then. We're hauling ass. Just hoping somebody doesn't come around the corner when you reach the bottom of that hill because you probably don't have the brakes on the mongoose to make it stop in time. You're going over a hood. But that's the kind of risk you're willing to take because that was a long, damn boring drive just to get to that hill. Once you made that corner, now you're on the street. There's Andy Khalil's house. He had a ColecoVision. That was a big deal to me. And that was worth 12 to 15 miles. Oh, easily. And I was there all damn day. And then all of a sudden, out of panic, after playing basketball and tennis and football and golf and everything else, I realized it was starting to get dark. And I had been told that I had to be home by the time it was dark. And I've got to go 15 miles back the other way. And God forbid the phone rang because you've forgotten to come home. Because you know the ring. Even though there's no caller ID, you know when that phone's ringing and it's mom yeah. saying, where the hell is he? <laughs> and that's when you're out the door before uh, their parents pick up the phone. You're like, all right, I got to go, got to go, got to go. Yeah. He's just leaving now. No, no, I'm coming to pick him up. That was also not the answer, though. That would be the problem. It's oh, not I'm the answer. I'm coming to pick him up. Oh, God. I wonder now, I'm looking, let's see, that number, what was the number that Rodemaker posted? What was the... Computer, uh, computer, quarterback ranking he had against Louisville in the second half of that game last year. I'm going to check that during the break because I don't know that – we got asked this question earlier, whether there's any confidence that carries over from one year to the next with a like opponent, right? Somebody you've beat, played and beaten, and that's the game for him. That's the one that we'll look at because I don't think there really is. No. I don't I think there really is at all. I think that in truth, uh, this game for Tate, if he's going to play well, won't be based on how he played a year ago in this game. It won't be based on what he's capable of in terms of the practice reps or any of the other stuff. It will solely be based on how he starts the first quarter. He got off to such a poor start in this game. Not all, of it, not all of it was his making that I think that's what we're looking at for this Saturday, is how does he play in the first quarter will dictate terms from that point. Forward. I hope he does. This first quarter was a pop pass, a Benson run, and then a screen that they well, knew the, was coming. And the, Well, yes, they did. And the Benson run was just a disaster. It'll never happen again. He'll never do that again. I think in the middle of that run, he had to have known. Oh, definitely. Like, what am I, what am I doing? Well, I just reverted five. back to middle school <laughs> yeah. and did something crazy. Well, Florida had done that a couple times on their previous yeah, drive. Yeah. It's like it was in the air. It's the thing you do. Like, I remember coaching um, in, in junior football, and, like, you get kids that are just better athletes than other athletes, and so they'll do that. They, res- they resort to that. They fall back to that. And you're like, no, 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 no. And you have to kind of tell them not to do it, but sometimes they can do it and get away with it. But you can't as you go up, like high school and then definitely not college. And so when I'm watching that in slow motion, I'm thinking, are you thinking we're nine? Like, that ain't going to happen, my man. <laughs> this isn't Jordan against Southern Miss. No. Also, Ben Shaw, you're welcome to go elsewhere. What are you talking about? Just a message for somebody in the chat. Oh, I didn't. I, I have the schedule for Florida State up on my screen. <laughs> Let's look. It's at the it. proper thing. Okay. Uh, it's the Jeff Cameron Show. I encourage you to go. <laughs> the Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. So tomorrow, by the way, is... Well, I'm going to give you two things here. 
All right, here they are. Here are the two things I wanted to give you. I look back at last year, so I, I knew the numbers, because if you look at the leading passer in that game last year, it was still Jordan Travis. But that said, here it is. Uh, in that game against Louisville, 75-yard, uh, three 75-yard second-half scoring drives. That'll work. Rodemaker finished 6-for-10, 109 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And also that throw, by the way, which I still remember, was sensational in the back of the end zone. The laser to it Johnny was. Wilson. That, that, that's a throw. That's an NFL throw. So Poor that, Brownlee. Nothing he could do there. No, <laughs> that was in his back. I mean, that was, that was something. And that's why you suddenly thought highly of the future. But that, that's what those numbers were. Now, 260 of the 455 yards gained in that game happened while Rodemaker was at quarterback. Now, Treshawn Ward had himself a good night, lest we forget. 126 yards rushing, 10 carries. He was sensational. Uh, Rodemaker only threw for 109 yards. Now, that's still a lot for basically a half of football and 6 of 10 and all that. But, yes, engineered some nice drives. There was poise there, too. I mean, one, and it started early in the second half with a quick RPO, but you could sense that he had command in a way in the end of the mm-hmm. second quarter. He did not. That was the key. Finding what he was comfortable with, which is what I was going to get to for this game. That solves the future with our friends at ISF. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Now, we're traveling tomorrow. I'm traveling tomorrow to get up there, and we, we don't know for sure the situation with where we're staying. Now, we know where we're staying, but we don't know the Internet situation where we're staying. So I just want to be careful and make sure we get some things out there while we can, and that includes our friends at ISF and Solving for the Future. So that future to be solved would be, again, surely this is the week you find something he's comfortable with. It felt like Mike hit upon it at halftime of that game a year ago. It was almost a eureka moment. Look at the way they came out, and they roll him out, and you have that throw – I'm talking about last year's game against Louisville. And it's that one completion that seems to get him going. And from there, man, he became comfortable both freelancing and standing tall. Both elements were on display in those drives. I don't know what that is. I'm not in the film room with him day to day. We've seen him in practice. We know he can make all the throws. I've talked about that a lot. But surely Mike has a a feel for you know, this, this, he doesn't like this. There are elements of this that we don't block up well, and he's not going to respond well to pressure in this situation. So what are these? I would rather, I guess my point would be, Tom, I would rather them run fewer plays within the offense and have, I don't know, 20 that he loves and fall back on it if you're going to be dealing with inclement weather. That's fine anyhow. Yeah, I think a lot of the things we do have options on them anyway. So... It's not even as though you have to have 20 different plays. You could just have several options within the same base look. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, a run-pass option is two things at once. Um, There could be a quarterback run element attached to that as well that maybe we could break out once in a while. It would be nice. But I I just think the more I reflect on the game, the more I think that the Monday comment from Ira is, is pretty spot on, that the way the game developed, I don't know that they had to break out all they thought they were going to break out, and I don't... At that point, too, when Tate takes the safety, you probably shrink things down. Oh, in that moment, yeah. Because that is an awful moment. That is one where he does not understand the situation. And there might be different reasons for it that are outside of his control, like his teammates letting him down, like special teams putting Florida State and the and the situation of field position in general putting Florida State behind the eight ball. Like there's a lot of things that lead to that event where he takes a safety and his internal clock is not operating properly. 
Also was taking delay of games before that, too. So that tells you many ways now, in I, which the game was speeding up for him. Right, and, and Mike said as much there. I will put that on the coaches to some extent, and I know Alex To call did. timeouts? Well, yeah, but also Alex and them admitted, basically, they got to be a little bit quicker here because things aren't going to be processed as quickly for somebody who hasn't had the reps. Like Jordan Travis, you know, could really handle any sort of adversity because he's been playing so much football in this offense for so long. I know practice – Tate's had a gazillion reps, but it, it's the game is a lot different. But that's also something that's maybe worth diving into, I don't know, maybe Saturday for the pregame. But Jordan oftentimes is doing this. You've seen that a lot this season where he's like, get the play in. Well, it get was the weird play in. this year. More At no point did we see that a year ago or yeah. the year before. Like you, They were running at a quicker tempo. It, they slowed it way down this year. They slowed it down. We also generally do that. Clearly, we teach it because we'll get to the line and call something different. Take a look. And get, yeah. I mean, Mike says he wants to speed it up. Okay, well, that's on you entirely. You're entirely. It reminds me of all the years with Leonard. Yes. You know, talking about that. By the way, ISF is an IT and strategy firm for over 40 years, serving state, government, and businesses across the country. Over 80 unique clients all over the nation. Their expertise solves the future through strategy, process, technology. They believe in the order of those three components. By the way, you want to learn more, ISF.com. Now, speaking of which, Florida State is on the hardwood, buddy. And we're four and one. Georgia's three and three. That game is nine fifteen tonight at the TLC Double C. Nine fifteen. At least they don't lie to you and say nine o'clock with a seven o'clock tip before it. You know that they're starting to get better about that. The networks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we lead the all-time series, nineteen wins to twelve losses. This game is on the ACC network. If you're not making it over to the TLC Double C, this is of course all part of the inaugural ACC. SEC challenge. You can call this the uh, the Anthony Edwards game. I think it's we're, we've been far enough removed from that. Far enough removed that yeah. Um, yeah. Anthony wanted assurances that perhaps Tony D wouldn't wouldn't have the ball in his hand as and much. And now Anthony's a stud. He is, but yeah. we were going to the Final Four. It was the right call. It was the right call. We are so much better than we were a year ago on defense, in particular. I could give you a bunch of numbers on that point. It's just they're doing so much better, limiting three point shots getting turnovers. They're doing a much better job there. You go back last year, and it was hideous in these non-conference games. So what stands out so far early on is that. It's that they, they've done a better job. Uh, this is the final major non-conference opponent for FSU on the schedule. So this is, you know, got an opportunity here to, to still ding-ding or choo-choo, depending. Get a win here, and all of a sudden, Tommy, that Florida loss looks like a blip on the radar. You'd be 5-1. and one. I mean, we're both rooting it's, for it. You it's just, it's not hard out of to, the realm of yeah. possibility. I know. And it's not even as if, and, you know, obviously once this final game against Louisville is played and the conference championship is over, yes, there'll be talk about the playoff and everything else if Florida State is to win it. But we're starting to get to that place where you begin to segue over. A year ago, we didn't have it. We didn't have the opportunity. If they're 5-1 and one out of conference and, you know, having won that little mini tournament – and still playing good defense. There are signs of the future that Florida State's playing pretty well with a couple of new guys that we're excited about. All of a sudden, it makes that transition a lot easier, and you can kind of wrap your mind around making your way over in the cold weather, outside, hanging out, going into the TLC Double C, and seeing that place light up again. Well, they play hard, they give a damn. That's That was the hard part about watching yeah, the last two years two with years, the teams. Yeah. 
they play hard, they give a damn. And you know what? That's going to keep them in a lot of games in this era of college basketball. You're in a lot of games just trying hard. There'll be content tomorrow, some of it fresh, some of it not, but that is travel day, as I reiterate, and then we're there on Friday. So there, that's what we got, all right? That's what we got. Hopefully it should be a lot of fun. I look forward Interactive to it. Interactive hour tonight. Interactive hour tonight, 7 o'clock, I believe. Seven bells. Seven p.m. We'll talk to you then. Make sure you guys jump on over. We'll have a good time. It will be, uh, it'll be you. It'll be me. It'll be Tom, and we'll be talking. So make it happen. Talk to you later. Good work, Tom. Good work, Matthew. Peace.